With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan. And we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Welcome to the Spurs Show, I'm Barry Castanola. No Harry, no worry. A dominant first half display and although we dipped and Southampton improved after the break, it's the Spurs and not the Saints who go marching on. Second in the league, an FA Cup semi-final next month, 10 consecutive Premier League wins at White Hart Lane and all this as the Gunners run out of ammunition and argue about when they should put Sergeant Major Wenger in front of the firing squad. Don't worry Arsene, they'll only miss. 14 minutes into the game, Dembele twisted and turned like a big-thighed Belgian twisty-turny thing, Fred Eriksson and the deadly yet dainty Dane's deft left foot hit a sweet shot right into the corner, proving too much of a stretch even for Fraser Force's elasticated elongated limbs. Then Deli Ali surged into the box, looking for a leg to fall over. Is it cheating? Not when he plays for your team. He got up, brushed himself down and dispatched the penalty like a man glad the keeper dived and didn't stick to his spot to make an easy save. Here to discuss the game and all things Spurs, I've got Willie Moore Morgan, ex-White Hart Lane announcer. How are you, Willie? I'm fine, thanks. How are you? Yeah, not too bad at all. When, when did you stop? When did you, uh, when did you pass the baton on at White Hart Lane? Uh, the end of... Uh the end of the 94-95 season. Oh, and do you, uh, do you get down there much now? Not really. I, uh, well, I did a few times and then since I was ill five years ago, um, my sight is uh, really poor now. I tend to be a, an armchair viewer. I've got, with an HD, HD TV, I can watch the games, but uh, when I go there live, it's just for the atmosphere. I don't actually see what's going on. Right, yeah. Okay, cool. And also with us is uh, Andy Linden. Hey, nice to be back, Bash. Andy, nice to be back. Great to see you, Andy. Andy, of course, actor and ex-stand-up comedian and all-round good egg. And by good egg, I'm saying, I mean, like, you're a good bloke, not because you uh, haven't got any hair on your head. No, 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 no. I, uh, Getting both, ways, both ways, <laughs> no, it's... Uh... I've had to shave today, actually. Um, you have look. I mean, I'm looking at it now, thinking I would. I wouldn't mind soft boiling that and tapping a teaspoon yeah, on top of it. Is that Yul Brenner look? Dipping a soldier in there. Yeah. <laughs> is the Yul Brenner look? Is yeah. it? Is it? Eh? Terry Sabanis, anyone you want. <laughs> well, thanks for joining us, guys. Uh, I mean, a good win yesterday. Here's the thing. I was uh, I was having a look online 
yesterday and today. Uh, and there were quite a few people criticising yesterday's performance. Um, uh, and I just, I find that strange. What, 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 are your, what are your thoughts on that? I mean, it was a, for me, it was a professional performance. We did, we did well in the first half. Second half, we saw the game out. Um, you know, they had a good few chances, but they improved after the break. Uh, we, we ground out a win. We've been spoiled by 4-0 wins so many times lately. That's the trouble. I mean, and 6-0 wins. I mean, it, it was, a, it was a, a good performance. You have to, sometimes you have to win not playing the most attractive stuff. And they did it. And I was well happy with three points. Over the moon. What do you think? Were you there, Andy? Yes. Um, I think you summed it up in the introduction. Uh, oh, I was hanging on to your every word. Uh, <laughs> look, we we got through it, guys. Yeah, we we weren't. Look, to me, we're playing a team that's in form. Uh, yeah. I do that like, like that boy Gabbiadini. I'm looking at him, thinking, Oh, if only he's got movement, good feet, technique. He's quick, quicker thought as well. And I was so relieved when he got a groin. Uh, Wasn't that a shame? Oh, such a shame. I mean, you know, we're missing Harry and they had to lose them. What a shame. He hasn't got the face of a footballer, has he, Gabby Dean? He's got, he's got the face of like a... Like it's a, a sort of, artist, like Renaissance. Yeah, yeah. Or that or like a, like a 1960s Ealing comedy villain. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's nice, nice dance. Um, but what a player. Yeah. And I, it weren't that great, but we got through it. We got through it. The most important thing is we got three points... I'm watching a game and we're tuning it up and the first 20 minutes, we're just swarming over them. And then I'm looking at it and thinking, hello, we're getting a bit sloppy here, aren't we? Uh, old Loris there knocking balls out wide to Walker. Yeah. He's overwritten them. His distribution isn't, I mean, it, it feels sort of churlish to be criticising Loris, who's one of the best keepers in the world. But let's face it, if we're being ultra critical, his distribution isn't brilliant, is it? No, not quite. I mean, he's a, you know he's a he's a sweeper keeper in the yeah. sense that he's quick off his line yeah. and uh, and he'll, you know and you play that high line and you, you you feel confident that you've got Lloris just just coming out and meeting anything that gets played over the top or most of the time, but um, but yeah, I, I do worry sometimes about his distribution. <laughs> if you're going to play that way, it can be risky. Yeah, um, but yeah, we got through it and I was really pleased when he brought Winks on just to cement that midfield because uh, they were. We were getting a little overrun there in midfield, I thought, at second half. And, you know, they had a lot of possession without firing too much at Loris. But, you know, I've got a lot of time for Winks. I think he's a player oh, I'd be very impressed by him. Do you know, it's funny. When, when I saw last night that uh, West Ham's Antonio has pulled out the England squad, I was half wondering, I wonder if they're going to call up Wings. Because that happened, it happened with Ryan Mason once, you know. And, yeah. and I just, I mean, it's probably a little bit early for that, but he's so improved. He's a he's a good player and he and he looks like he looks like the sort of the lad who's just so chuffed to be on the pitch as well. I mean, even that off that that first goal when he got a lot of stick for it, but when he ran over that goal was it, was it West Ham? Wasn't it? Was it West Ham goal? It yeah, was, yeah, yeah, yeah. When he went over and ran over and hugged uh, Potocino, <laughs> like I thought it was quite a sweet moment. And he uh, that's the thing. A lot of people, the, the criticism I was talking about that I've seen, and again, I mean, not not across the board, but it just amazes me when you start looking online, you see comments and people going, "Well, trouble is with Poch, he's only got one plan. He's, got, he's just got Plan A," and and you go, "Well." Yeah, and people were saying, oh, we should have brought on Winks a lot earlier. But we saw the game out. We won the game. So, therefore, he's managed the game properly. Well, it, you know, there's, there's a thing. Because everyone says, oh, all the press has been, oh, he's got no cane. What's he going to do? When you've got midfield players who are getting plenty of goals this season, be Ericsson or Ali, then, then you know, the, the problem... I'm not saying it isn't a problem, but it's much less of a problem. Well, here's the thing. When Kane was out before... 
Um, we only won three out of nine games, I think, in all competitions. Uh, and of course, he's the talisman. Of course, you know, he scored, what, 19 goals? Did 19 league goals, I think, this season? I think he scored over that, hasn't he, in cup games? Or was it 19 total? But otherwise, yeah, he's, he's our top goal scorer. Um, and, you know, Sun looked lively at the beginning. He, he then sort of faded a little bit, didn't he? Yeah. Well, I think I'm not convinced that he's the centre forward uh, I, I'm actually uh, glad Jansen came on because he actually won us a lot of free kicks now for all these misgivings you know he's uh, he's got a bit of a grow bag uh, I don't know, yeah, he's, well he's a pill pie thief really uh, <laughs> but he did hold the ball up he won us a lot of free kicks I'd like to see him uh, giving a go at Burnley being as though they're quite physical looking at Song he uh, I don't think he's great with his back to goal no. He loses a ball to it. He's not strong enough. So out, out wide, or as an impact sub, but I'd like to see Jansen giving a go at Burnley. Yeah, I'd be kind of trying to agree, because, uh, I mean, Son has impressed a lot as an impact sub this season. Not to say he shouldn't start some games, but I think Burnley, I'd particularly like to see Jansen play. And he's got that monkey off his back now. Maybe it'll help him. Mind you, I famously was on the podcast that these... Uh, Program after Soldado got his go on. Famously, at least turned a corner, yeah, straight out White Hart Lane down, down the high road. But uh, no, I'd, I'd like to see Anson have a chance. I mean, the, the parallels um, are, are, are quite. I mean, I said this, I think, last time I hosted the show, that the, the parallels between Soldado and Janssen, because they're both players where you can see the potential. You can see what they do. You can see that the fans have stayed with them. That's what's great as well. The fact, you know, the fans, yeah. they did with Soldado too. Mm. The fans want him to do well. They're willing to do well. And apparently, you know, he's been impressing in training. But I thought Potocino, this isn't a criticism, but I thought the way that Potocino was talking leading up to the game. Uh, that he was, he was, he might have played Janssen. Um and you know that, that's again that's another bit of criticism that I've read is, is people saying, uh, you know, what's Lair got to do? He scores, and he, you know, it doesn't must do nothing for his confidence. But the thing is, for me personally, I, I trust Pochettino. He's the one there on the training field all day. Yes. You know, we, we've massively improved under him. Um, but I, I agree that I'd, I would like to see him given a go because uh, he does do something a little bit different. And when you've got midfielders of the likes of Ali and Eriksson. Uh, you know, moving through to have a player like that who is holding the ball up and then laying it off with good little passes because that's effectively that's what he's good at, isn't it? And he does draw a foul as well. That's that's what's also useful, particularly when you've got players who can take good free kicks. Well, Ericsson has done in the past. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's, just, he's deceivingly strong as well, isn't he, Janssen? Yeah. Oh, um, yeah, he doesn't look that big, but he's, he's um, yeah, well, he's got a bit of bulk on him, as I say. Um, you know, keeping it, you know. Did you notice how how well he was pressing? So when he came, you know, he came on late in the game, but it's, he was pressing the goalkeeper, and the goalkeeper rolled it out to the defender. He he pressed on him. No, it's that's good to see. Yeah, you just mentioned Ericsson there. <coughs> He's another player who's getting a little bit of criticism early on in the season, perhaps rightfully. You know, he, he was uh, he was a little bit out of form, but um, he, uh, I mean, his recent form. He's uh, he's played a, a, a part, a major part in, in in ten goals in his last six games. Seven of those have been assists, three goals. Uh, there's another stat you might have seen that uh, was on Match of the Day and has been banned around the press as well that that no player has scored as many goals from outside the box uh, uh, as Ericsson has since his debut. 13. Yeah. Oh, I did not know that. Yeah, 13 goals from outside the box. Um, but the one thing he, he isn't doing so much, is, is he just alluded to a minute ago, Willie, is that last season he was banging a, a few free kicks, wasn't he? Yeah. Just, he was hitting those free kicks straight off the bar, bottom his, of the bar. His free kicks have been disappointing in the main and his, his corners have been very disappointing. And, but, it, but you can't criticise him too much because he's 
playing some beautiful football and he's scoring some terrific goals. So, you know, you can't have it all the time, I guess. And his work rate is good, isn't it, Andy? You see, when, yeah, you, when you're there and you, yeah, just, yeah. you watch him just, just, just running around, I mean, he quite often covers the most ground. In that first half, I thought he was our best player. Um, yeah. I thought him and Dembele were a, uh, worked very well together. Uh, he was very creative in that first half. And we, we got, we, as I say, we, we got a little sloppy in that second half. And, and he, it, I mean, I don't think he was at all, but uh, we were sloppy, but we went, but yes, I thought, I thought he was our... Uh, most creative player yesterday, Ericsson. I missed uh, a, I missed, perhaps you can enlighten me, because I missed a, a part of the second half when Trippier came on for, for Walker. Was Walker injured or was, he just, was it just a tactical side? I think Walker, he was on a yellow card, uh, oh. Walker, and I think, um, I think probably because he's got England duty coming up, whereas Trippier hasn't. Um, but I think I think that that's a tough one, isn't it? Because and it's and it's lovely to be in this situation where, and again we talked about this before, where you've got a def- defence where effectively, okay, Alderweireld I think is is I mean he's such a great player. I mean and and Vertonghen again, brilliant player. But mm. Alderweireld has really made that difference in the last couple of seasons. But apart from him, you could you could swap over. I mean again, I think our best back four is uh, is Vertonghen, Alderweireld, Walker and Rose, right? Yep. But when you've got deputies the likes of of, of Davis who isn't as good as Rose, but he's a you know he's he's a he's a good backer. Well, with a run, he certainly has improved. You know, when he first mm. he came in the odd game here and there, he was sometimes well, wouldn't like to say iffy, but uh, wasn't up to what you hoped he would be. But uh, since he's had a run in the side, he looks the part. I'm still looking forward to Danny Rose coming back, mind. But yeah, he's, he's been yeah. phenomenal. See. Rose gives us more pace. He gives us more width because uh, he's an ex-winger. He also attacks. Uh, Davis has improved, but I looked at that yesterday. Uh, I was at the ground; it didn't look like a penalty. But <laughs> seeing it on match of the day, you see he's clumped him now. Oh yeah, uh, the, yeah. Uh, Although they, were, they got away it, with it. Yeah, they were. They were, they were saying, weren't they? they were, um, Murphy and uh, Shearer were saying that, that they didn't think it was. But when they when they showed it, when you saw the replay, I agree. Uh, you were like, that yeah, like a when got the, away with like that a kick one. in the chest. Yeah, but when the player went down, he did the dying swan act with his arm up in he the air, and, yeah. and that's that's what made the referee. Disallowed, you know, not give it. Whereas, whereas <laughs> Ali's a lot cleverer than that, and he managed to stick his foot out and go over a, a bloke's leg and straight away. And all this debate is it, isn't it? Isn't it? I, I couldn't care. I was watching the game. I saw the referee point to the spot straight away. It's no point discussing it. <laughs> the penalty's given. Well, no, I mean he, he sort of you know he had, he had people around him and he, he he sort of cleverly and again it depends how he, is it gamesmanship is it out and out cheating is it, is it clever? I mean it, it it again it depends on who's doing it. I always remember no one ever mentioned that. Do you remember that Michael Owen one against Argentina? Yeah, uh, where it's I mean it's just an yeah, out. Pochino, it might be Pochino, was Pochino, wasn't, yeah, Pochino, Pochino, wasn't Pochino, it? Yeah, yeah. yeah, he said it was uh, he got con there, but yeah. Um, yeah, it dep- yes, it is. Depends uh, who you support, uh, doesn't it? Dare say he's part of the game now. Uh, I mean, as kids, you wouldn't do it, would you? When, when I was playing football as kids uh, back in the 1800s, that wasn't allowed, so, yeah. <laughs> yeah, in the old days, you, you saw more penalties given for handball yeah. than for fouls. Uh, <laughs> All right, we're going to take a, a quick break now. We'll be back straight after this. Hello from the Geek Town Radio podcast, a show that gives you the latest TV, film and gaming news all from a UK perspective, plus the latest UK premiere dates and a ton of interviews from people such as Suits Lewis Lit, Rick Hoffman. It's crazy. The whole thing's crazy. To gaming royalty like Troy Baker and Nolan North. Would you really take a bullet from me? Uh, well, no, that's that's the acting. From behind the scenes people such as the directors of smash hit US comedy Veep. We love Geek Town. My kids wear your t-shirts. To screen legends. Hello. 
Hello. Such as Mr. George Decay. Star trekking across the universe. For all this and more, come join us on Geek Town Radio, available to download every Tuesday from your usual podcast supplier and from geektown.co.uk. Okay, welcome back to the, the Spurs show. Uh, I'm here with uh, Willie Morgan and uh, Andy Linden. Um, so, yeah, we've just been discussing whether that was a, a penalty with, uh, <laughs> uh, with, uh, with Delhi Alley yesterday. Talking to Delhi, right, um, how lucky are we to, I mean, to have picked him up for five million from MK Dons? I don't think anyone could have foreseen how, how brilliant he was going to be. Any more than that, we wouldn't have had the song. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. <laughs> wouldn't have fit properly, would it? That's right. <laughs> Uh, was it who's it David Pleat who found him? It was somebody connected with a club who, who recommended him. I think it might be might have been Pleat. Um, uh, I, I wasn't sure whether it was him or Paul Paul Mitchell. Well, yeah, I'm not sure. Yeah. yeah. What do we ever know? Do we ever find out what ever happened with with that Paul Mitchell situation? Oh, no idea. He's. Uh, I have no idea why he resigned. Uh, who have we got? Who's uh, replacement? Well, I'm not on the inside anymore, so I couldn't tell you. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not entirely who's sure. Who's replacement? Uh, yeah, I mean, there must be. I don't know. But it was it was a strange one that because you know he, he obviously came from Southampton and worked with Pochettino there as well. Yeah. Um, so w- another good thing I think beating the Southampton when you look at the results this season compared to last. And let's face it, last season again was a was was a great season. I, I would have at the beginning of this season with um, uh, you know with, with, with Jose going to Man United and uh, Pep obviously at Man City and Chelsea uh, uh, improved. I, I honestly would have thought I, I, I couldn't see us getting in the top four. Uh, I thought we'd be hanging around about fifth or sixth, yeah. um, uh, and also you know with with, with Klopp who clearly is a is a good and popular manager and gets the best out of his players. So to be where we are now uh, in second place, um, and a lot of that I think is down to the um, uh, the results that we've improved on from last year. When you look at like West Brom, Stoke, Everton, Southampton, I mean sort of recent games for us. Yeah. And you look at the, those results last season, you see that the improvements there were grinding out these victories or smashing them. Well, Southampton done us right at the end of last season. Yeah. And that, that put the tin lid on it. Well, it, you, it, was always, it was after the Chelsea game, wasn't it? So. Chelsea, but also we had the one-all draw, didn't we, with, uh, with, with West Brom yeah. as well. That's right. um, but it just, it, it feels like, it, you know, it's essentially it's the same set of players. And, and what I think the media don't bang on about with us as well, as much as they possibly should, is that when you look at our net spend compared to uh, those other teams near the top, I mean, when you look at a league table of net spend over the last five years, we're always, if not bottom, second to bottom, or around right at the bottom in terms of money that we've, we've spent compared to those other teams. And look at the money we've collected for players that have gone. I mean, Bentaleb, Townsend, I mean, it just, you know, it's unbelievable what you can get for them. And you're quite right, the net, the net spend is, is almost silch. Do you... Uh... I mean, we have improved this season by what ten, fifteen percent, whatever to give them percentage. I've no idea, but I think. Do you think Kurt Wanyama's made? I think he's made a big difference. Yes. In that midfield with uh, Dembele, I mean, you took the two muscular. I mean, Wanyama that could be on the doors at any nightclub in London. Oh, they're, they're, they're both of them are monsters. Can you can you imagine if you were playing in another midfield against them? You know, you, but you interestingly. So I want to interrupt. No, I was just interested. In, that's what that's helped lead to the change in tactics because we, when when Manuel came in, thought, "Hang on, Dyer's playing so well there. He's been a great player. He's in, got into the England squad. He's one of the few uh, that was the disappointments at the Euros." Mm-hmm. And but now you see when Yama's come in there, he's made this back three. It's released the full backs. I think it's been an absolute masterstroke. Uh, 
Yeah, and I, th- I think I think Dyer as well has been getting a, a little bit of unfair criticism here and there. Um, I mean, he, he does. There have been a couple of moments <laughs> in a few games where he switched off slightly. But I think people are forgetting, he's still a young lad, right? And this is someone who last year adapted his game brilliantly to play. I can remember the, 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 um, uh, you know, the friendlies, the warm-up friendlies at pre-season last year, uh, before the previous season. Um, and looking at Dyer and just going, OK, that's just a stopgap measure. And going, oh, Clearly, we're going to buy a really good central, uh, defensive central midfielder before the season starts. And we didn't. And I think most Spurs fans were like, oh, God, we started with Dyer playing there. And he was a revelation. So for him then to go back into a defensive position, and not just straight back as a centre-back, but one of the three... I mean that's you know that's not the easiest for for a young lad. I, I, I you know I defend Dyer. I think you know there've been a couple of moments he switched off. Well, last season he played a few games at right back, and he's now on the right side of the three, which has, obviously his strength is on the right side. Now I think it's working well, and you know even when they had to bring in Wimmer, uh, he he hasn't let the side down. He's more of a left-sided mm. defender. So no, I, I I think we're kind of there. And we've got that other young lad who's ready to come in at some point. Carter so, you know, no complaints. No complaints. Uh, well, we've conceded, what, was it 21 goals, same as Chelsea's? Yeah. That tells you something. Um, I like the idea of this back three. Yeah. Don't you think it's a bit more solid rather than... Uh, it, I think it is. It, it allows Rose and Walker to bomb forward. Um, yeah. Well, I, that was often the problem, I think, with uh, with, with Spurs teams, not just under Potticino, but also under AVB and, and also the, you know, Sherwood's short reign, that you, we, we were lacking width quite often. It was getting congested in the centre and we didn't have that, that option uh, on the side. And I think, yeah, that back three uh, has allowed them to really flourish uh, up the flanks. Uh, and also... Defensively, when you've got, like we're saying, when you've got two players of the of the of the size uh, of of of, of um, Wanyama and Dembele, and also two players with Dembele who can just it will just nip the ball off someone, and, and you can't get the ball off him. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, it's like it's like he's glued to him. He's just there, isn't he? He's just he's just yeah, he's, um, he's got great technique. Uh, all right, he's not the visionary I thought he was going to be when I first saw him. It, it, you know, it, it is a guy who, who's got. As I say, great technique. He can drop a shoulder, throw a dummy, uh, turn a ball uh, with an instep, do all that, and it'll give him a three or four yard pass. But I, I, I see his role now that he is a real presence in that midfield. When I first saw, I thought, "Oi, oi, this guy's going to be a gas guy. This is it. This is it." <laughs> and he, and he, he just wasn't. And I accept that he's not that visionary that I hoped that he would be, but he is. A real presence. I have to in say, the, midfield. the downside of being an armchair uh, supporter is that the TV cameras don't often give you the widest shot and see what players, some players are doing. So, you guys who are actually the ground can see runs off the ball and, and intricacies that uh, players are doing, which the TV cameras don't pick up, which is frustrating, but you know, them's the breaks. Sort of yeah. thing. I, actually, I actually wasn't at the game yesterday, um, but, uh, but, but yeah, watching it, watching it on TV. But you do see with, with someone like Dembele, and the other thing, that, like as you say, that you miss from TV when you are at the ground um, is, is that fact that you know, when players are going forward, and we were doing it when we had the back four as well, when the players, you saw straight away how, how Dyer at the time when he was playing in, in that defensive midfield role, he would then just drop back. And you can see them, they're just looking out for each other, looking like, who's forward, where can I cover? And I think that's part of the reason why, why the defence is so good, is that position. Positional play, 
when you've got the fullbacks or the wingbacks now bombing forward, you've got people covering them straight away. It's not just, oh, they're off, I'll just stay where I am. You can't question the partnership between the two Belgian central defenders. And the bizarre thing is when they play for Belgium, they both play at fullback rather than the yeah, central. Yeah, I know, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's just complete madness. There again, isn't uh, the bloke who lost his job at Everton now the manager of Belgium? Yeah, Martinez. Martinez, Martinez yeah. yeah. A, that was a strange, strange move. Who's his assistant as well? He's got someone... Oh, is it, uh, Henri, it's not Henri. Didn't Henri? Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, is it Henri? It's Henri, isn't it? It is. It's, it's, it's a really, oh. Martinez, really weird. He doesn't get time. He's, he's, he's a pundit. Uh, he's, uh, he's, you know, there's thousands of Guna pundits or ex Guna. Yes, uh, yeah, yeah. They're everywhere, aren't they? On radio, radio TV, but uh, I'm sure it's, it's Henri that's. I think it Belgian. might be, actually, yeah. I remember being someone that was. You know, you shouldn't really get too worried about Belgium at the moment. I mean, to be honest, as a Spurs supporter, I'm not that worried about England. I'm sort of no. rather glad that Kane's missing the game. And <laughs> well, I was hoping by the two of the other, yeah. you know, would have come up with a muscle injury, you know, Walker or Dyer. Well, let's, let's face it. I mean, Kane getting injured at this point, uh, it could have been a hell of a lot worse. Uh, at least we've got the, uh, the international break for him to recover a little bit. Um, How long is he out for, do we know? And they were, they were talking sort of four to six weeks, but oh, again, it's, it's always going to depend on it. They're it's saying he could be back for the semi-final. Oh, I hope so, please. Yeah, so what... I mean, talk, right, so two things to do with Chelsea then. First of all, the... Uh, uh, obviously, we've got the semi-final of the, the FA Cup, um, which, you know, that's one game. Let's, let's see. I mean, I'm, I'm hopeful. We haven't played great at Wembley, let's face it, though, this year. Uh, and uh, uh, and also, obviously, we're, we're 10 points behind him in the league. Now, unless there's an almighty collapse, uh, considering the, the way they're playing, I hate to say it, but I, can you see can you see any chance of us catching them? Well, that's OK. He'll get that last-minute goal, or near enough the last-minute goal the other day. I thought, oh, that's it. Uh, they look like they're not going to make any mistakes. I mean, my best mate is a Chelsea fan. He's been saying to me, Fred, he's foregone conclusion. I kept saying, no, you're eminently beatable. We can beat you. Anyone can beat you. But it doesn't seem to be happening. Yeah. Uh, guys, I mean, I don't know about you, but I'd take second in an FA Cup, wouldn't you, all oh, day? Absolutely. Oh, absolutely. Sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Hey, I'll, I take, would, I'll take fourth in the FA Cup. Oh, I would come <laughs> like a Roman candle. I would just. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it would just. Uh, I don't want watch it with you. My first two seasons working at Spurs, we won the Cup both years, the, the 81 and 82 seasons. I mean, oh, I, just, days. I just thought, you know, this is, this is how it is. Uh, and I mean, I was at the 67 final when we beat Chelsea, oh, wow. and that was great. Uh, Jimmy Robertson, Frank Saul scoring the goals. Memories. Those were the days. Um, yeah. Sure, were, no, I think. Of course, we haven't won since, uh, since, since 91. Yeah, yeah. Um, and a couple of couple of league cups doesn't just doesn't cut it. It's not the same, is it? I mean, it's always good. To, I, I would have taken it, of course, this year. Take any silverware, but it's just it's just not, not this, not the same. And, and the FA Cup, we we do it. I mean, we've gone out in so many semi-finals um, over the, over the past what ten, fifteen years. I don't want to take provenance, but is it the Chinese year of the cockerel? I'm being be, told. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think I love it. We're just always looking at it. The, the year ends in a the year. It's got a two at the beginning. It's got we yeah, end in a one. Oh, yeah. It's a cockerel. Oh, yeah, we're <laughs> all Tottenham fan. Yeah, I'm always cautious about everything. Yeah, honestly, we we could be I don't know thirty points clear at the top, and I'd still be. Well, I ain't sure we we, we could implode. Uh, yeah, well, well, I mean, we're we're so used to it as yeah. Spurs fans, uh, and just for once, please let us. 
<laughs> please let us end up the season above Arsenal. I mean, every year we think it. Well, not every year, but I mean, how many years now have we been close and we've been pipped at the last minute? What I, thought think, we, I thought we would last year and it, of course went, we it, it went wrong, but I actually think we will this year. In fact, I don't think they're going to be in the top four. I mean, I, they're in absolute disarray at the moment yeah. by Arsenal standards. Yeah. I, I never would have called that 3-1 at West Brom. Yeah, I agree. Um, when I become, I mean, I dare say like you guys, I've got a lot of Guna pals and, and I have become or becoming Dr. Arsenal. Uh, in what sense? Well, in the sense of, you know, they're down, don't jump. Don't jump. <laughs> Think of the cage. <laughs> oh, well, the Tottenham fans, well, you might as well take a plunge, mate. But, um, they too think that's it. It's over, it's all... Do you, you, do, you th- do you think, right, now, obviously, it's great to see him in disarray, um, but do you think, even, like, objectively, do, do you think it's unfair... The, uh, the criticism that, that Wenger's got. Let's take away the fact it's Arsenal. Thing. Even if you look at it objectively, do you think there's a lack of loyalty there or not? No, I think his time has come. Right. I, you know, I, I'm, I clearly remember Bill Nicholson's last game and it was sad to see, but the time had come. Yeah. And it, was, it, it really was no surprise. The fact they replaced him with Terry Neal was something, you know, that's another story. But the, if, to every great manager, the time comes. It's ha- it happens with Sir Alex. You know, you just... There comes a point where you don't go in anymore. And back in history, there has been some great managers who, you know, clubs... Clough as well. Yeah. yeah, yeah Clough. Sure. That was a sad case. I mean, I remember Harry Catterick at Everton. There's, there's been, yeah. been some great managers, but Jockstein. everybody yeah. has, a, has a shelf life, unfortunately. Mm, no, you're right. Um, I don't really know. I mean, it, perhaps it is his time to go. He's, look, he's given them that global brand, you know, over the years, 20 years of... Um, well, Champions League success in terms of qualifying. And, uh, you go around the world, you know, been in a place like Central America and, and it's, it's doing a church in yeah. Guatemala as well as Man U and, and, and Liverpool. And I can't see one Tottenham shirt in Honduras. You know, <laughs> you know and that's what he's done for them. He's given them attractive football, which they never had prior to him there. Uh, they've always been this well-drilled, disciplined, art-to-beat team. Yeah. Wouldn't it be great though if, if the powers finally shifted in, in North London? Wouldn't it be? Oh, it'd just be brilliant if we had a, if we had a period now of domination. I'm afraid I'm old enough to say you mean shifted back again. Back, yeah, of course, of course. Because yeah. for of course. all my growing up time, they, Tottenham were the, the, the North London team. Yeah. So yeah, it'd be great to see it. But these are these things. If being take the jokes aside, these things are cyclical. They just go around in circles, and it happens. It happens in Manchester. It happens in Liverpool and Everton. It just it just happens. Newcastle and Sunderland, even. <laughs> where, where do you where, where do you rate this uh, this this Spurs team? Uh, uh, you know, in in terms of From what uh, I've seen. Well, I, I first I my first game at Spurs, which was a question I thought you were going to ask me, so, but I'll do answer anyway. Was at the beginning. What was your of, first game at Spurs? <laughs> hey, no, right, Dad, you asked me that. The sixty two sixty three season home midweek home game to Wolves lost it two one. Um, and that was the team that went on to win the Cup Winners' Cup, and it was a great side. It was, you know, John White was playing, uh, Jimmy Greaves was playing, Bobby Smith, Terry Medwin, like, you know, anyone can reel off the names. Uh, they lost that game, but and my, my eyesight had always been poor, and my, my dad, who hated football, 
finally nagged him into taking me to a game. And he had this great idea of thinking, the further we stand back, the higher we'll be to see. Because it got worse. But the bloke next to us lent me his uh, binoculars and I got a close-up of Danny Blanchard and I was sold. That was it. So uh, that was it. End of 62. And then the next game was a few weeks later, home to Arsenal and drew 4-4. I thought, this, uh, I've got to see him win. So, a friend, Wasn't that one when Bentley scored, was it? No. <laughs> there was a bit of a gap in the yeah. swing games? No, a bloke, <laughs> bloke called David Court scored two yeah, goals for Arsenal. Maybe. And then, uh, then uh, 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 my dad wouldn't take me anymore. He just had enough of this, didn't like it. He was a boxing man. So I went with a mate on the buses and things like that. And I got to uh, a game that was lock, uh, locked out, but I still crept under a turnstile and saw a nil-nil draw with Everton. So it wasn't until the fourth time I went there that I saw him win. It was a 4 0 win against Leicester City. So that was all 62 63. Well, that set you up well for the, uh, for the 90s there. Oh, yeah. Well, <laughs> the early 2000s. Well, 70s. I mean, I saw, yeah. you know, I saw the, uh, the UEFA Cup win home to Wolves. And, uh, yeah. Yeah, I went to the away game there. Uh, uh, Chibbers was superb. 72, that was. Yeah. yeah was, oh, big Chib. Uh, yeah. A thunderous shot, Robert. Oh, hello. Oh, there he is. Just Chivers. Chivers calling him. Martin, yeah, I told he, you not he, to he, ring he, me at uh, work. Stop that. I'll be honest, Andy. I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't have called that as your ringtone. No. no Surprise. Uh, <laughs> I thought I would have expected. Uh, no, you're not wrong, really. Uh, got a rottweiler barking. That's what I would have expected. Uh, yeah, I, I did have the ace of spades on it uh, the other day. Uh, <laughs> I used to have a, a clip. Sure. I did an edit in my studio of, of the part of Aussie Dream. Spurs are on their way to Wembley. Always used to get, if I was with an Arsenal fan, can you just check my phone? It's not, I thought it was working. And ring a number. And, oh. <laughs> Love it. Uh, oh, what was your yeah. first game? Oh, I can't remember. It was 65, 66 season I started going. I remember we signed Mike England. And, I know you you meant to remember your first... I can't remember. It might have been Sheffield Wednesday. I, I just... I can't remember. I, I can barely remember what I did yesterday. Um, and how, how do you think this, this team compares to, to, I to teams think past? we could have the best manager since Birkenshaw. I agree. My only fear is I don't want us to be the plate team, the nearly team, the team yeah. that almost... But I... Just but it's hard in this day and age, isn't it? There's a bit more parity, at least in the in the eighties, isn't it? That that eighty five team was. We it, could know, be on the yeah. brink of something here, guys. Yeah. I really do believe that. Yeah, you know, it's not just a new stadium. We've got a manager in place here. We and we're winning games that two or three seasons ago. That one yesterday would have lost that. Yeah, a couple of seasons Certainly ago. Drawn, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. three one, quite easy, but. There's something about this manager. Uh, uh, he, he's building this little family almost. Yeah, uh, they, and they love him. They seem to love him, don't they? Uh, exactly. And I, we, we could be on the brink of something here, and that's what frightens me. Is, oh, oh, please, don't yeah. snatch it away. Yeah. Well, this, get, this gets me excited. I mean, since, you know, I, I was pretty ill five years ago. I had a stroke and I had a brain hemorrhage and a lot, a lot of me went out the window. Uh, my memory is not as great as it was, but I'm fortunate enough to remember what I do remember. Uh, and during the time I was unwell, uh, it was during, <coughs> during Harry Redknapp's reign. <coughs> Excuse me. And it was, I was excited then. Maybe it's because I was sitting up in a hospital bed with headphones in, listening to games. I remember hearing one game when Jermaine, Jermaine Defoe scored the winning goal right near the end of the game. I punched the air and smashed the light over the top of my hospital bed, <laughs> which got me into a lot of trouble. But it was, you know, I'm... <sighs> 
I'm I'm thoroughly excited by this. I you know I've been through the the the, the teams at Birkinshaw. At the time, I'm not sure that Birkinshaw was appreciated that much within the club. He was it's amazing, isn't it? Now thinking yeah. about it. He was he was the loveliest of men. I really liked him. I mean, I'm I'm lucky. I you know worked on the inside for a lot of the times and got to know the people personally. And you know Terry Venables was a great laugh. In fact, Terry Venables is probably responsible for me losing my job only because I was spotted by one some a member of the Sugar family swapping jokes with Terry before a game. And when Sugar went through that, any friend of Terry Venables on getting out of the club, that was my number was up. Oh, right, right, <laughs> yeah. Um, any uh, any interesting stories you can tell us from your time as a as an announcer? Well, from my apart from getting sacked by Sugar. Well, I didn't get sacked by him, but I just got a letter saying your contract's not being renewed for next year. Yeah. Now, just a quick aside. Sounds just, a bit like sacking. Go back to to, to Harry. I'm, I'm so looking forward to the the uh, the end of season bash, uh, which is uh, imminent. Because um, when I was so ill in in, in uh, hospital, um, my son, by merest of coincidence, was having dinner with a uh, having dinner at a restaurant, and apparently Harry was on the next table with a quite crowd. It was during the time when Harry was all having all that legal stuff going wrong, and uh, he, my son Gareth went over to him and said, "Oh, my dad's pretty ill in hospital. He used to be the announcer at White Hart Lane." Da 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 da. And Harry said, "Oh, said, tell him from me, I wish him well." And that gave me such a boost. It, you know, oh, that's great. It was so nice of him. I just want to thank him. I, I don't think I've met him since he was a pl- maybe a player, maybe a manager with West Ham, but I just want to thank him. That's lovely. My, my, uh, my, my dad um, was, was ill, uh, lived in America, and he was a massive Spurs fan. He, he, um, uh, he, used, to, he used to get the games. My, my great-granddad used to, um, used to work at the ground years ago and lived around the corner from there. And uh, when my, my dad, um, uh, yeah, he, he passed away, unfortunately, in, in 2008. But while he was ill... Uh, my great aunt had uh, had written to the club. Uh, my dad got a letter from uh, from was, uh, Ramos at the time, uh, and, and got a, got a letter from him saying, "Sorry, you know, here you're feeling ill," which I thought was a lovely touch. Oh. And then my dad <laughs> wanted some of his ashes um, scattered at, at White Hart Lane. Um, I shouldn't be saying this one, I'm gonna tell you anyway. Uh, so we, um, uh, we I called up the club, the press office, and they said, "No, sorry, we don't do that." And obviously, fair enough, they get loads of requests. So what we did, my brother came over from America, and we had the ashes, and we said, "Well, what we'll do is we'll go along." We went to the um, it was a it was a, a Spurs Villa match midweek game and we took my granddad along and we said what we'll do is we'll, we'll scatter some you know um, and gave him some to, to my dad's mate who used to go with to the ground to go and put some where he was and we uh, we had some as well we thought we'll do some on the ground at the end of the game and but if we can't do it we'll book a stadium tour and we'll do it like the great escape <laughs> down the down the trails next it's a great it's a great escape isn't it yeah 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 just walk around the ground walk around the pitch on the tour so we get so we get down there we leave my granddad like all right stay here granddad my brother everyone's leaving the stewards go excuse me where are you going and then I would just, my brother goes, I just want to get a quick picture of by White Hart Lane. I go, where are you going? Excuse me, you can't go down there. And we just walked down, my brother's got a handful of ashes and just goes, come on, you Spurs. He's got a video and he just mm. chucks a cloud of dad oh. just going across in the ground. It was absolutely beautiful. That's a great story. Yeah, it was brilliant. Um, so you mentioned the, uh, the the Spurs show, just to, to let everyone know, um, we uh, it's the Spurs show live on May the 10th. Uh, and as Willie says, Harry Redknapp uh, is uh, is the guest for that one. There are tickets available at live.spursshow.net. Uh, just before we go quickly, just to, to look forward, obviously you've got the international break. When we get back, um, we've got Burnley away. That's not going to be an easy game. They've been brilliant at home. Yeah, yeah. but yeah, well, yeah. I just fancy us. I just fancy us. It, it may not be pretty. It may not be. It won't be another four 0 I don't think it could be. But I just a, w- a win is a win is a win. That's what I hope for. Uh, yes, they're very good at home. I'm just they've had a little dip. Yeah. recently they lost Burnley. the weekend. Didn't just they, at home? a little dip. That doesn't. I mean, look, we could nick something there. I, and 
you know, what, me being optimistic? Surely <laughs> not. Uh, yes, we could do something. I, I actually think the next three games, if, per chance, if we can nick three wins here, that would... What have we got? Swansea, Swansea after that? Swansea, then Watford, then Bournemouth before well, well, Chelsea. If we can nick three... I don't know, two or three wins. The thing is, you've got, I think, Arsenal are playing City. Yeah. Liverpool, Everton. They've all Everton, got a few big games. And it, it just might be an opportunity, he said, with a slight well, diffidence. Well, you sort of losing confidence as you're saying it. It's amazing. <laughs> so I think we could, if we could maybe just... <laughs> yeah, you wouldn't want me as an army general. <laughs> it's just like that. Well, just the fact, you know, like yesterday, that 1-1 that one, one draw with, between uh, City and Liverpool... It couldn't have, that couldn't have been better for Spurs. Either team winning would have would have put them closer to us. So our draw is great. Hopefully, we have a few more of those between those sides before the end of the season. Let, let's hope so, and let's. Uh, it'd be great. I mean, to get another Champions League play, strengthen in the summer, win the title, and the treble next year. That's what I'm looking for. <laughs> <laughs> right, well, um, if you want to know anything else, look, listen to old shows, go to spurshow.net. As I say, the uh, May the 10th, the live show with Harry Redknapp. Get your tickets from that. Uh, massive thank you to Willie Morgan and Andy Linden. Thanks for joining us. Pleasure. Thank you. And uh, we'll see you again soon. Come on, you Spurs. If you like this podcast, come and join me, Mark Webster, for the Whistleblowers, a weekly show that looks at the topics that all football fans are discussing this week at thewhistleblowers.net. And it happens to be brought to you by the same lot that produced this one. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.